welcome back, you guys. We're doing a quick episode of the best anime of 2020 based off of what we have seen. So if you don't hear anything that you really loved and liked and we didn't watch it, well, it's probably not on the list because we didn't watch it. So this is based off of everything that we've seen. And, you know, maybe in the future we'll go back and watch more things from this season or this past year. But we kind of got bombarded in the fall with a lot of stuff. So it's going to take a while to catch up, especially with January or winter 2021 being a monster. Yeah, and I think it's worth noting that this year, despite the pandemic messing up production for the spring and summer, there was something like about 170 um, anime titles, or if you include like uh, original net animations and OVAs, um, there are about 170 this year in 2020, which is actually above average, um, which is surprising to me, but it did kind of feel like there was just so much coming, a lot of big named things. I agree. So, where do we start? Style? Well, yeah, so we have these we have some categories broken out. I'll just quickly run down the the categories and then we'll start at the top. Um so we have style, uh sakuga, story, uh visuals, uh opening and ending as well as soundtrack, a best studio of the year, best character of the year, uh a recommendation for an overlooked series. Our uh, individual greatest disappointment of the season, or of the year rather, uh, the best sequel and original anime, and then finally the best anime of 2020 overall. So I think mm. we'll start off with style. Yeah. So what do you have? I want to know what you have. So for me, the anime with the best style of the year was actually Apare Ranman. And Whoa! Best and I and I and and the way I, I interpreted this for me was what was the show that left the most striking initial impression and then held held it up throughout the course of the show as far as like something unique, um, some unique visual. So Apari Ranman, which we reviewed over the over some most of most of the season that it ran, um, at least in part, was just a it was an enjoyable series to begin with, but visually it was this mixture of. Uh, old western eight, uh, 19th century um, American with steampunk and Japanese influences. I remember a few characters that when they just popped on screen, they immediately stood out from everything else I was watching that entire season. Uh, and of course it being an original show, I felt yeah. like that, that was not it was a, it was a very unexpected and very pleasant uh show to watch visually and it turned out also just to be a good show in general so uh that that's sort of where i went yeah i would the the other runner-up in my mind would have been doro hedoro um but the only difference there is that i i think that has less to do with style and more to do with the entire like visual presentation like the 3d elements and everything else but that's that's where i went with that hmm okay well i went with burn the witch Nice. No one is going to beat Bang Knife doing the the keto with spray paint. Nothing. <laughs> also, just like the aesthetic in general, it's just fucking amazing. But when I'm thinking of style and I'm like, oh, you know, character costume, you know, color, all that kind of stuff like that. Like when I think of like the aesthetic as a whole, I think of like the visual direction. But when I think of the style, I'm thinking of like the characters and how they move through the world and like just you know is the, is the shit cool and burn the witch is the coolest thing that i saw this year 
as far as style for me oh yeah, oh, yeah. No, I, I would have definitely gone with that as well if i wish it was a little longer i think it just yeah. like, had it in like one blast and i was like oh it felt like a movie so i i was i was hesitant but yeah it's easily forgettable it too Fantastic. and yes. we didn't get that much of it but even still like that was the first thing that came to mind where i was just like that bitch drew that shit in the air that shit was just, it's just so, it was just so cool like i was i just man it was just so fucking cool no you you're not wrong it was really good really really good all right what's next so sakuga? next on the list is sakuga and i think i have another surprising pick here because there were so many really really strong shows this year from my hero to fire force to jujitsu kaisen and then a lot in between like haikyuu um and, and and a few others but my pick for the year is actually a very overlooked series it almost wound up in my overlook category which is fog hill of the five elements which was a, a chinese uh, i guess there that that's also manhwa i don't really remember if they have a, get a different um title but name yeah, but but Fog Hill of the Five Elements to me is one of the most gorgeous looking um, and well animated shows of the year that almost no one has heard about because it came out of China. Um, yeah, is, I have it. It's up there with Hitori Noshita, The Outsider, in terms Ooh. of like bringing in um, some really, 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 really good animators um, that have just flown under the radar because mostly they their work is. Um, buried within like other like uh what do you what do you call those like production houses that do um support work but i guarantee like as far as like an original uh net animation goes um you it's hard for me to to find another series that was released this year that like minute to minute to minute across the entire thing was just a uh unique and kind of glorious um flowing animation and it just had some of the best fights that i replay in my head um there were other series that definitely had like standout iconic moments that i think were probably bigger for anime in the year yeah. like my hero jujitsu kaisen and others but i think that like this one is just a single project from beginning to end it's just so gorgeously animated and it's done in a style that you just it's it's its own thing it, it's kind of stands apart so i went with fog hill of the five elements for my Sakuga of the year. Okay. I went with God of High School because I'm basic. No, but, no, no, not basic. I mean, I, I mean, I have to give it to Mappa. Like, I really enjoyed the visuals, even though I did not enjoy that fucking story, man. No. Oh my God. <laughs> it was, I don't know. It was just, it was hitting the missing. The other thing I would say is basically Fire Force, but, you know, David Production is always <laughs> hitting the nail on the head. But, God of High School just definitely was just so fucking cool. It was just it was a visual feast that just lacked the substance that I was expecting. But I have that as my favorite soccer guy. No, the, the God of High School was fantastic to look at. I wish that everything else about that production would have been up to par with like the in my opinion the music and the animation. Those were both great, but everything else kind of fell apart. Um, so I, next on the list is overall uh, sorry rather it's story um mm-hmm. and my pick for a story is actually b stars um whoa it okay. came out of nowhere as a series that i didn't i wouldn't necessarily be interested if someone had pitched it to me but i wound up watching it because ironically a lot of my own friends who were interested in anime did not want to watch it um for reasons of taste around like you know what the they furries. Thought, like the furry stuff and everything else but i watched the first episode and i was 
taken aback by the maturity of the writing. Uh, mm. And when I say maturity, I don't necessarily mean like the subject matter. I mean, obviously, you're dealing with murder and sex and other things like that. But actually, the believability of a lot of these characters who are as far away from, uh, a, you know, the uh, what, what we would consider like like a normal representation of a story with like normal looking people or even robots these are anthropomorphic animals and not even like necessarily good looking anthropomorphic animals they're very more on the animal side than on the the human design side so i i got into the story very quickly and then the story being as good as it was got me to over the hump with um some of the other content so that that sticks out to me for the year uh, runner-up would have been Doro Hidoro, but it, it's a little wackier and I think harder to get into. Ah, okay. For me, it was Tower of God. Ooh. I'm. I was just. I was a whore for that show while it was airing, and it was not because barely anything else was coming on. It was just that it just consumed me. Like I was. It took a lot for me to not read the manhwa. Like I was dying throughout the whole thing. But every time an episode would come on, I would just be glued to the fucking screen. And I was just like, I have no idea what's going to happen. But also, like, the pacing that they took it at, the character development that we got, and then the fact that all of that was the fucking prologue. (laughs) It's just like, what? This is the prologue? Oh, yeah. Like, I I ate it up. I I ate all of it up. Fuck Rachel. (laughs) Yeah, and... and it's also worth noting that they, they took a good set of risks in the storytelling mm, as well. Yeah. Um, and moving things around from the, the manhwa uh, in a way that actually made the show better. I think that's something that other other productions should take note of in the future that you don't have to be locked into, you know, what what's written on the page if you can figure out a better way to present it for an animated or anime-only audience. So I thought that was also a great, great story this year. Agreed. Um, so next on the list would be visuals, and despite what I had to say about the Sakuga, that really related more to individual animation, um, like, you know, how, how, how good it was, the fidelity. I think visuals, I yeah. went with Fire Force this year, because if I, if I look across the whole, se- the whole season, both, both cores that we got, there was such a wide variety of styles... In, I'm thinking of like the Joker episode compared to um, all of the various types of fights, the use of CGI, um, and and the fact that the characters uh, look so much like their manga counterparts, but they manage to to move and flow and do very different and interesting things with the visuals. Like you'll go from like a burning hellish scene to like the the church with all the sunflowers to the different outfits. They manage to make people just. Uh, the characters seem unique, despite the fact that most of them are wearing like the same clothes, and it was just a, a treat to watch. I think all season long. So, so Fire Force was my pick. Hmm. Well, my pick is, and it, it might be premature because you know the show isn't over. But I picked Jujutsu Kaisen. I mean, when I think of a show, because I kind of didn't want to give everything to just one show, but as far as like the aesthetic that I think of, at least for the year. Jujutsu Kaisen kind of just like hits it on the head with just not just the style, but like everything going together. And then I think you mentioned it 
recently about how like the cursed powers are animated like it doesn't seem off the wall compared to the rest of the animation it all like blends together and i really love the color palettes that they use for it because even in the scenes and stuff where it's like supposed to be like happy and jolly the overall like not gaze of the show but just like the ambiance of just everything it's just like oof like i don't know (laughs) like i can't really be happy because all these colors are dulled down in some fucking way but it's not in a way where it's like you're supposed to be depressed be hopeless it's kind of just like like you can be happy for now right they make gray work (laughs) yeah yeah which is tough to do yeah well awesome i i I like jujutsu kaisen a lot i was hesitant also because I knew it was going to take up so many other spots on my list that I was like, let me just think of other things before I get swamped mm. by recency bias. However, uh, I want, I'd like for the next couple of sections, since they're music related, for you to go first and see if we actually align on this. So next up would be best opening of the year. Oh, we're not going to align on this. We're definitely <laughs> not going to align on the ending. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Great. So what do you got? I have, so I have a very close second runner up, but I'm a Black Clover whore and I really Mm -hmm. love all of their openings, but I didn't pick their openings because my favorite Black Clover opening premiered in 2019. Was it Black Black Rover? No, it's the Right Now. Oh, you like that one. Black Rover is definitely my favorite, but yeah. Yeah, I like Black Rover, but like right now, it was like, it was so different from all the rest of them with just like the, the music. And just that it was it was just like the perfect hype opening and it premiered in October of last year. So I was like, fuck, I can't use that one because I've I've worn my phone to death just so many times <laughs> on the subway. Well, and when, when, you know, it was OK to ride the subway, like just like watching that opening scene over and over and over again and basically being like, I'm so entertained. Look at Mary Leona. I love it. Anyways. No, I that's picked, not bad at all. That's not bad at all. Um, uh, because I am a whore for the pops, I picked Touch of Liberty by Connaboom for Fire Force. That was a close one. It was so... I, I've missed Connaboom so much. And for them to come back, I was just like, oh my god, this is exactly what I wanted from you guys. And the... Like at the end, I was like, "Oh fuck me, yeah, I, I love it. I, I I can listen to this on repeat, I, and I and I do, I do regularly." The close second for me, which it may have been the first, no, it's a close second. I'm a I'm a countable whore, but um, is the Gleipnir's opening? I love that. I loved the organ, um, uh, the piano, just like it was the perfect opening for that show because the musicality of it defined. Like, it was perfect. It just, it was creepy and foreboding, but yet upbeat. So, like, it basically embodied everything that the show was in the opening. It was great. It just wasn't number one for me because I'm a pop ho. (laughs) Well, there weren't, for me, a lot of really strong openings this year. I think there were about five or six that really caught my attention. And mind you, this is a year with two um, pretty good openings from uh, Hiroyuki Sawano. uh, And, of course, Fire Force. Um, oh and yeah, some, and no some guns like two had, some, had a really good Hiroyuki opening, right? And the, and and some others that kind of like snuck up on me, like uh, Decadence's opening, 
which I thought was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was one that someone had forwarded to me, which is by the same group that did um, uh, Tokyo Ghoul's opening, which was Pet, which is an uh, like a psychological, um, not quite, sort of horror, sort of like crime drama that came out in the in the first, in like a uh, winter of this year. Oh, which I, I hadn't okay. seen the anime, but someone had a while ago had sent it to me and I really liked it. Um, I liked the sound, but because I, I had no connection with it and I didn't really watch the series, I didn't consider it. For me, I actually wound up going with Jujutsu Kaisen's Kai Kai Kitan, which I thought Ooh. was... It, it just... it The thing for me about a good opening is it, I want to hear this song used everywhere for everything. Like, it's a mood, ah, you know, yeah. it's everything else. And I really did actually like God of High School's opening, even though I know you're not a big fan oh my of god Dutch. i hated it i know uh, i know i thought i wouldn't troll you by putting that it's my favorite i mean if you would have i would have just been like oh <laughs> like i am yeah now. no I, I enjoyed that one too but i think um kai kai kitan in a variety of ways not just that the music was good but the opening itself contributed to one of the bigger moments in anime this year with all the people who essentially got trolled into thinking that uh a certain plot twist wasn't going to happen when it did um, literally this week, <laughs> so Uh-oh. I think that over- yeah. So I think I think that overall, um, I will probably remember this season mostly for that song, and then maybe uh, the runner up for all, me would be Fire Force as well. So um, that that's where I land on this one. So oh, okay. for, for endings, I'll let you go first as well. What really spoke to you this season? None of you are gonna fucking know this one. <laughs> Because it's pretty cute. The Miracle and Link Ring. Oh, which, cool. I don't know that. I one. mean, yeah. It's, um, if you just search um, Healing Good, Pretty Cure, ending number one. Um, I, I, I murdered this song on my fucking phone. It's like, I, I played this way too fucking much. But it's so catchy. And then Pretty Cure always do the, like, the dance. They always have a dance that go with the song at the end, too. So I basically was just like, fuck, why is this song so fucking catchy? Like, I watch it at the end of every episode. I don't just like, all right, cute, bye, next thing. And like, it's kind of just like, nope, I have to listen to Miracle Link Ring. I have to. And so, <laughs> I, I kind of have no choice but to say that one. Like, I don't know. Well, then I'll be the basic one this time and also, once again, nominate Jujutsu Kaisen Lost in Paradise. I think it was, Woo! it stuck out yes. to me instantly after the first episode. It was such a shocker that they went with the the this sort of bouncy upbeat dance number essentially. I can't believe I didn't pick that one. And but you know and, what? I can't lie. And it was just so so jarring, but jarring in a way that like made endeared me to the show. And as the seasons progress, and obviously as a as a manga reader, I know the depths that this series gets to. But I also recognize the fact that there are plenty of characters in this series that I think would bop to this song. Even, oh, yes. Even during, like, the worst, de- deepest, and darkest moments of the story, like, I believe Itadori would put this on, you know, yes! in his dorm room after all the bullshit that he went through on a particular day and, and would get lost in it. And the fact that we have all of our faves from the series dancing and and showing out, they got style. It felt, it felt very, like, 2020 forward as far as both the music and the aesthetic of the song and the fact that then it's usually bookended by some very silly comedy in the jujutsu sampo or juju sampo i think yeah, is like uh yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it it ties up 
the full package of a usual episode of Jujutsu Kaisen in such a concise way, it's hard for me to find a lightens the song. mood too. Yeah, it, it's just really hard for me to find another song that works as well. Um, but yeah, so I went with uh, Lost in Paradise. Ooh, okay. So then, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and say that my favorite soundtrack for this year is Tower of God. Ooh, we're on the same page. Uh, I just, the, that shit is just unforgettable. Like, I, I, and if you haven't watched Tower of God and you listen to this podcast, I don't know how you haven't already, but holy shit, you can just go to YouTube and just search Tower of God soundtrack and listen to it all the way through. And there's like no skips, to be honest. No, there aren't, there aren't any skips. Yeah, there, there are like no skips. It's the, uh, the like the vocal music, the instrumental music, like everything is perfect for that show. And yeah, I, it's it's hands down Tower of God. Hands yeah, down. I, I have no idea why anyone thinks that there could be anything better than that soundtrack this year. Kevin Penkin, he deserves a crown. Every yes. theme on it was complete fire. I was I was as gripped waiting for the soundtrack to drop as I was waiting. For new episodes of the series to drop, when they got to was it episode three or four where they had the crown game like mm-hmm. that, like that jazzy piano loop and all that stuff. I was yes, I was sad. Oh, I loved the um. Is it kind of? Like, it's like the. Um, it was a song that st- I forgot the name of it. It starts very slowly with like the vocalist, the woman, and then it like picks up with like kind of like oh yeah like yeah, yeah yeah in the background like that song i kept thinking about that song over and over and over and i was just like i really like that fucking song and then i would go back through the episode and i'd be like fuck i actually like this song too like, yeah and there were so many like, amazing oh. like vocal and orchestral arrangements yes and... the orca yes oh my god the strings yep mm-hmm. yeah it, it was it was amazing and of course like the violin as like the sort of through line through a lot of the themes. Um, yep. It actually reminded me of the uh, Eureka 7 AO OST, which is actually one of my favorite of all time, as far as Ooh. just something that's so replayable and so unique. I'm going to just, like, put my flag down and say that if the, if every season Tower of God comes out, it's going to be like every every year a new Persona game drops, and, like, there is not nothing is going to compete with that soundtrack. This is yeah. not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, You're, yeah, nothing, yeah. Well, great, we were on the same page for that one. <laughs> awesome. um, I think we may also be on the same page for the next, which is Studio of the Year. Um, oh. I, won't, I won't bury the lead. I went with MAPPA, and it's not close. I went with MAPPA, too. Oh, my <laughs> God. I don't know. I, who the fuck else did what they did this year? To be honest, come on. Yeah. Like it's, and even though I'm seeing a lot of it at the end of the year, it's still just like, no, you cannot, they, they, they're, they're it right now. And I'm seeing also like a little bit of like a competition are people trying to pit them against studio bones. And I'm like, stop that. Stop it. Yeah. yeah, We don't need that. We don't need it. We don't need that shit. Stop it right now. But between Jujutsu Kaisen and uh, God of High School and even these first few episodes of Attack on Titan, like the Attack on Titan quality has not <laughs> diminished whatsoever. Nope. Like at all. So I'm just the when I think of 2020, I think of Studio Mappa. Like this is their year. 
Yeah, I think that um, I, if you just look across their productivity for the year, I don't even know if there's another studio that has taken on more tent, what essentially became like tentpole anime releases for the year. I think like um, in the past, not 2020, but David Production, maybe in 2019 or 2018, had like three or four big mainline series that they were responsible for but mm-hmm. beyond that like i it i it like you think of think of this list just on uh, for any year they had dor hadoro they had god of high school they had jujitsu kaisen and they're doing attack on titan and attack on titan at least the last the the first six episodes overlapped with the last seven on jujitsu kaisen that have been released and they're going to be producing those basically in tandem now until the end of uh the next season um yeah winner so the the workload is one thing the quality is another and then just the the ambition for a lot of these i mean i can't think of another studio this year or frankly in any other year that i remember that was responsible for so much yeah same same (laughs) great so uh for me, the next would be character of the year, and again, I gotta, I gotta give it up. Jujutsu Kaisen Satoru Gojo, I think, is just Ooh. an overwhelming favorite. I know it's recency bias, but yeah, um, is it? Well, well, you know where he's going, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know it's recency bias. I also know that um, there have been a fair number of fairly like popular, um, uh, like light novel romance series that also seem to have caught the imagination of other people but in my world in the world of shonen in the world of action i don't think you're you're going to get a bigger character than satoru gojo not only for all the 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 future doujin bait that's going to be out there but also you got to think about like where you where you are in the timeline of big popular series that are going to go on to be very influential if if we want to say that he's derivative of other big characters, then in the future, other big characters will be derivative of him as far as like design, presentation, other things. And I think we're living through the next sort of um, or we're living through the establishment of, you know, the the, the, the current uh, pantheon of big anime series and big anime characters. And I can't think of a bigger one for 2020 than Satoru Gojo. Yeah. Um, my character really isn't that big. Um, she's just a boss ass bitch, and it's Jill from Decadence. Sick, love it. That like I've been, and then if you haven't watched Decadence, you need to go fucking watch Decadence. But yeah, just you know, I just I love that character archetype, and they nailed it. They nailed it so fucking hard, and just her interactions with the rest of the characters, and her own like in. One of the things that we talk about with Decadence all the time is that, you know, uh, the autonomy of the female characters and, like, her and Natsume, like, perfect examples. And it's just, I just loved her. I just loved her. So that's that's my character. The other character that comes to mind is Rachel, but I hate that bitch. So, <laughs> like, I mean, so I can't say, you know, favorite. Like, but Jill, Jill is definitely my favorite character of 2020. I just wish she had... She got a lot of screen time near the end of the season, but I kind of wanted her to be like from there from the start now because I just I love I just yeah I love she's incredibly well written from beginning to end. Yes, uh, so hard to to find <laughs> characters like that. Um, maybe I watch a little bit of Great Pretenders, and I feel like a lot of the the characters there also have a similar level of 
like humanity. But I can't get over mm. it for Jill. All the scenes where like she's just doing like normal people stuff, and it's the most endearing thing you probably see that week. Um, well, also a, she has this series. like she has just like a, such a straightforward like mouth, but she's also shady simultaneously. Absolutely, and also right. her seiyu like is amazing because she like. The inflection, of course, I don't know what she's saying, but just like the inflection, you can hear it in the speech where it's just like, oh, she fucking, she is, she is clowning the shit out of you right now. Like, okay. I love it. I love the character. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely a great pick. Um, the next up is the most overlooked uh, series of Ooh. the year, which is a tough one. It's a tough one. So I'll let you. I'll let you go first. What What was your? Okay, pick? mine is Bofuri. The um, I maxed out my defense so that because I, I don't like getting hurt. Oh man, I totally forgot about that series. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> there it you is go. So it was so good, and it wasn't an isekai. It's literally them playing an online game. So like they log out, but you don't know anything about like their regular lives except for like she's like, oh, I have to do fucking homework. I got to log off, you motherfuckers. Like, yeah, that. That's cute. But the show itself, it was hilarious because of the shtick of the show. And it's it's one of those things where I just really want you guys to just go watch it. Like, it's such a feel-good show, but it's hilarious. And it has crazy Sakuga. It's similar to, like, Dragon Maid, where you're like, the, the premise would have nothing to do with, like, crazy fucking fight scenes or over-animation. But they do it out of nowhere all the time. Like, it's just so good. But more so in this show, because it's, like, an online game and, you know, PvP and shit like that. But... Ooh man, it it was it was really a surprise to me where I was just like, I can't wait until Bofuri comes out. It makes me feel so good. And not in the like corny, like, oh, this is so sweet. It's in the corny, like, these are some goofballs, like literally rolling people by accident. Like, she she's powerful just by being a nice person and like stumbling upon upon quests that make her overpowered and they're like how the fuck did you get that power and she's like oh well i went here and the poison didn't affect me because of my crazy ass defense so i could like walk through the swamp of poison and get this legendary item like i love I, I love it it was it was such a good show and i think they already announced the second season i think i hope they did but yeah both worries overlooked because i talk to people about that all the time and they're like what the fuck is that and i'm like of course awesome so for my most overlooked um, I went with the third season of The Outsider or Hitori no Shita, and I went with this one for a couple of reasons, which will tie in with my disappointments of the year, which is I feel like 2020 was a lost opportunity in a lot of ways for exposing anime series that were not necessarily from Japan. Um, we had uh, Castlevania season three earlier in the year, mm. um, a variety of Korean uh, adaptations on through Crunchyroll and that partnership, which I'm curious now that Sony has acquired them, will that mean more money for original stuff, or is this sort of a one-and-done experiment with some of these series? But at the end of the day, um, the my biggest surprise was getting excited and actually into uh, The Outsider, which comes out of China. And in particular, I was turned on by clips from the third season where whatever the fuck they had, whatever whatever success they'd had in the first two seasons, they just said, you know what, fuck it, we're going to pay for all the good animators. So some of the best like hand-to-hand 
uh, combat fight scenes. I'm talking long fight scenes, not like a couple of seconds of good Sakuga, but like minute on minute action with like just like great kung fu, tai chi, powers. You can find that in the series, and it's actually very interesting and has characters that you know break a lot of the usual tropes and and shonen molds that kind of shocked me. I think um, focusing in particular on college age young people rather than high school or older um, changes the tone of the show. I'm not necessarily saying it's high art or anything, but yeah. if we, if there's a if there's an argument for looking further abroad for source material to adapt outside of like Japanese light novels or video games or manga, I think that this show um, and Tower of God made a very, very strong argument that, um, you know, we should broaden our palette a little bit and get, we'll get some good stuff out of it. And again, if you if you think I'm, I'm talking crazy, go look up um, Outsider Season 3 fight scene and take a look at anything that pops up for you. There's some really hot shit. And you shouldn't miss it if you are an anime fan. So that was my pick wow. for Most Overlooked. Okay. So now we have the, the dreaded The Pit. The biggest disappointment of oh, 2020. Oh, boy. Uh, and I will let you go first, because I have some things to say. Oh, boy. Well, I kind of have two-ish, but I'm definitely going to say the number one for me is God of High School. And then the second one, is, well, I'll do the second one later, but God of High School kind of just like fell flat on its hype for me. I got primarily more and more frustrated with the story as it went on, how it was told and what we weren't being told. The pacing was kind of off the fucking wall. Some things didn't make sense. And of course, like, yeah, it looked great. And uh, the music was pretty good at some moments too. But just the overall package, I was kind of just like, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. Will I watch another season? Of course. Yes. Was I like, overjoyed or like wow like that was so fucking that was just as great as tower of god like i love their originals no i'm definitely not going to be recommending it to people i'm definitely going to be like hey go watch a compilation fight scene on youtube that'll, that'll hold you over yeah well do you want to get into your second and that way oh shokugeki no sama the final season <laughs> i just i just i just couldn't i just i i was you know the show only had so many other places that it could go and uh, they should have ended it last season. Like, now I understand why when they announced this season, every like the manga readers were like, why would you do this? We told you we hated that last arc. We told you. Like, very adamantly they told them this is a shitty last arc. Even the epilogue, they were like, the epilogue was shit too. You can keep that. So <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I, at first I was like, well, you know, maybe they were overreacting. You're like, you know, maybe, you know, it just was a weaker arc compared to everything else. Nope, that shit sucked. No, I, I knew ex- I, I knew exactly I knew exactly what the fuck it was gonna be for the end to the fact that I didn't even watch those last few episodes because I talked to someone about it that read the manga and I was like, is this what's gonna happen in the end? And he, they were like, Yep, that's exactly what and I was like, Man, I ain't even watching that shit. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you made the right choice. The only reason why that's not top of my list is because I knew after the fourth season that there shouldn't be a fifth season, so I would yeah. never be disappointed. Because I didn't want it to exist in the first place, and I was not. I a maintained reader. hope. <laughs> I maintained <laughs> you know, hope like an idiot. You know what? And that's very fitting because my biggest disappointment of the year is the same as yours. It was God of High School, and this is coming mm. from someone who is a big time reader of the manhwa, and still to this day, I sing 
its praises as a series, even despite a lot of the uh, problems in the storytelling, which are also there in the manhwa. But the difference is that on the page, it's much more spaced out. And that, I think, th there, there are two primary issues that really sunk me on this series this year. The first was the, the pacing, which in the beginning I thought was intelligently fast, because there's not really a whole lot that goes down in the sort of first 10 to 15 chapters that needs yeah. to really just lay itself out there and hang around. It's good to sort of get to the, the meat of what's entertaining about the series. But then be, that pace continued for the whole run of the show. I think they only, it was a 12 or I think it was a 12 episode core. They covered something like almost a hundred chapters. Like, so maybe like yeah, close you to were 70. right. You did say they were fucking just like speeding through the shit, and I couldn't for the life of me figure out why. Given that this is the type of series that you could play out for a really, really, really long time and have people be very invested, because the thing that makes that draws this series out, much like your traditional shonen, is the focus on the martial arts, and that these individual fights are lavishly illustrated in the manhwa, from you know the individual movement of of muscles and strikes and everything else. I mean, you could have what would essentially be, you know, a uh, five to ten second exchange in the anime lasts over, you know, two chapters, but those chapters are so well illustrated. My thought was that they were going to use all of that amazing budget that they they had shown off um, for doing Sakuga on, you know, this very intricate and well thought out um, fight choreography. And instead, a lot of it was just rushed. And then because there's no explanation of a lot of what went down it just made the entire show very unwatchable for any person who was not familiar with the source material and that actually kind of ties in with my second disappointment which was no bless which is a show i actually wound up not watching and the reason i didn't watch it was because it was incredibly boring oh and, you are so right oh, and so when, when i put those two together overall my my big disappointment for 2020 is the general failure of a lot of these manhwa adaptations to just work as shows tower of god came off so well a lot so of the well. risks that they took in in adapting it for uh for and i'm saying tv but for animation they were pay, they paid themselves off uh so well and left such a good impression on so many people that i think at the end of the year most folks are going to still be very hyped for additional seasons of all of these shows but i gotta tell you the reason why they're hyped is because tower of god was so good from top to bottom it's not because these these uh manhwa adaptations actually worked out i think I, I would classify almost all of them as failures whether they're commercial failures or they're you know, because I don't know how many eyes they drove to Crunchyroll, uh, yeah. or if they were just artistic failures and just not being very good shows. Um, that it is, it's too bad because this should have been the the breakout year for uh, for manhwa in general. Like I, for people who follow Korean stuff, I mean, we have the the possibility of getting Red Storm, of getting uh, uh, solo leveling. You know, a Which lot I've of I've heard so much about solo leveling. Like, yeah, I mean, like, and it's and these are all really good. But if the general quality of the adaptations that are coming through, or it's, how, how do I say this? If there's so much like cowardice on the part of the <laughs> studios adapting them that they don't believe in the stories enough to just let them tell themselves, then I don't actually. I'm not all that excited to to get these because they're going to get butchered on the way out. Um, but, you know, that's a long rant to say that 
Um, we can do better, and hopefully in 2021, these shows do return, but they return having learned lessons. I don't want a berserk season two situation where, you know, the same director comes back and they don't seem to have internalized any of the criticism that they got the year prior. That would be a mistake. That was All a right. lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it needed to be said. It did. <laughs> um, so... We're closing in on the end, so we, now we're sort of in our best overall in a, in a couple of categories, and we mm-hmm. went with sequels and originals. So I'll, I'll throw it to you as far as what you think was the best sequel or continuation for 2020. Oh, oh okay, Fire Force. Great, we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah, like I, the, like, I just, I mean, no, nobody else kind of touched it. And I'm saying that because even though My Hero Academia ended... This year, it was it was only the it was the second curve of that one, right? Yeah, not the yeah. It, well, it was the second, second half of, of the, the curve. Yeah, of that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah of right. that season. And I didn't really love that one. Like, so I kind of was just like, eh. I mean, you know, it yeah, is what it, it is. Two, it was two short mini arcs, and the only one of which was really important for the story. Exactly. So when I'm looking at it, I'm just like, well, as far as sequels go and stuff that we got now, I do want to say that I did not watch yet the second season of No Guns, um, No, no Guns, Guns Life. Life. Yeah, yeah. But even so, just the the quality and the pit, not even just the quality, the payoff alone that I've gotten out of Fire Force on this over this entire second season has it just it just hasn't been matched by anything this year. It is so good the fact that that story is still like gripping the ever loving shadow of me and the, what's Okubo is really fucking good at giving me answers and then having me ask five more fucking questions simultaneously. And I am not tired of it. I love it. I love everything about it. The from David production dropping in the fucking JoJo hints everywhere to fucking Sakaga, the fucking Ogin alone, Ogin alone. It's just like okay, um, it's you guys, it's y'all, like just <laughs> like it's 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 y'all. This was some good. Sh- that was a really really good second season. I have nothing to complain about. Nothing. I, I'm right there with you. Uh, Fire Force is also my sequel or continuing series for the for the year. I think that at every level they continued all of the things that were good in that first season. You had plenty of episodes to sink your teeth into um, because they went to core. The the variety of... The pacing. The, the pacing was great. You got all sorts of different episodes, different art styles. Um, all your characters got to do something interesting. The Sakuga was littered all over the season. And and I would say it's spaced out in, in good places where you're not getting overwhelmed or you're never thinking that like, woof, okay, that's been a lot because they give you enough story to keep you moving. Uh, the secrets that they, they spun out from the first season did actually get addressed. They introduced a lot yeah. of Stuff. We got new characters. We got new powers and and power ups. New factions. New factions. We start to sort of see the end game materializing in a way that, much like um, uh, uh, Okubo's previous works, there's an ending. There is an actual ending coming along, and things actually do get wrapped up and answered, which is a lot more than you can say for a lot of long running shonen. And oh, by the way, yeah. the quality, both in terms of the sound design, the visual design, what we got teased with at the end of Fire Force Season 1 with that uh, amazing um, 
uh, Shinra versus Show fight where they really just let it all hang out with the CGI mm-hmm. and the sound effects and the everything else. Well, we actually got that, but spread over the whole second season. So I don't really know how anyone could look at this and say like, oh, this is disappointing in any way. I think it's just an excellent series. Um, and, and it has the misfortune once again of entering a year on the one hand bookended by my hero, which was coming off its strongest season, even though the last core wasn't as great. And then at the other end of it bookended by Jujutsu Kaisen, which is just going to suck up a lot of the oxygen as far as discussion. Yeah, from now, definitely this year and probably from now on. Uh, and it's just a sad, it's just the same thing that happened with Soul Leader. It's the same thing that's happened with a lot of other, even the first season of um fire force the same thing happened but it they deserve oh yeah. yeah i definitely remember a lot of people talking about the first season of fire force and they were like eh, you know it really didn't grab me blah, blah blah and i was like did you watch the whole thing and of course they did of course yeah so that's how it goes um i did want to give a minor shout out to haikyuu to the top um i Whoa. know that the, the show's been really really good they've had some production issues that i wouldn't have noticed if it hadn't been pointed out to me places where they had you know just due to being overloaded and losing staff they reused some animation and some things weren't quite as well polished as they've been in previous seasons but again like these are minor minor nitpicks it's a great show it's a great series i think that for those who are not as much interested in all this action stuff it is just as compelling um you know, to watch now as it, as the last, uh, as season three was. And that's a, a heavy lift. I mean, it, it didn't have a, quite the the uh, emotional ending, but it, it's still a good watch. So I just want to throw that out there as far as just something different um, than what we've been talking about. But from there, we have the best original series. And I, I, I'm, I have a guess, but I don't know. We may Woo-hoo! also be on the same page here as well. I feel like we are. <laughs> what are you? Well, you say it. So I went with decadence for the year. I went with decadence. There Uh-oh. we go. Well, look at that. <laughs> I don't know what else uh, I can say that's good about the series that we haven't said dozens of times during the week to week reviews. I think that. Yeah. I think that in the beginning it was just strange enough, but just good looking and well produced enough to keep us going along to learn what the show was trying to be but the moment that materialized and the moment it became obvious that they were reaching the 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 writers and the and the director were reaching for these bigger themes but with these very relatable and well-drawn characters and a lot of risk-taking especially when it came to the representation of the cyborgs and a lot of the mysteries around that the and i read in a um an interview um, the director had said that they that the whole studio was really worried going into the production that they had made this choice to have these cyborgs represented the way they were, very colorful, deformed, just looking so drastically different that the audience might just reject the show because there was such a, a discord between, you know, what the the world of decadence and the world of these cyborgs look like. And they found a mm-hmm. way to just pull it all together um, in a in in a way, I didn't question anything. By the time we were at like episode six and they kind of figured out what was going on, I was yeah. all there for all of it. And they stuck the landing, which is so hard to do in any series, let alone uh, a, a one core original that has such a wacky premise. But man, what a great series that was! I mean, yeah, James basically said it, and Jill, Jill, Jill's my bitch. Jill's my bitch. Jill's my bitch. <laughs> It was good. I also was happy that they kept the fucking animal thingy dead. So yes. I was like, hey, I was like, you know, Pike, 
Yep. Well, bye. That motherfucker bye. died. Bye, nigga. <laughs> and he dead. Yeah, you dead, nigga. You dead. And yeah. also, the ending. The ending made so much fucking sense. Yeah. Where I was like, well, remember, he was a fucking android. And of course, like, there's going to be some kind of data and all kind of shit like that, and blah, blah, blah. But also, I really loved that Natsume went the fuck on with her life. Exactly. She did not wallow in fucking depression, and they did a fucking three-year time skip, and they were like, Natsume refuses to leave her house, and you yeah, know, like, she lives on the is. outskirts of town, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, she's doing exactly what she would have done if she were in the regular fucking world, which is adventure and, you know, just be outgoing yeah make a living and just get to know people and go have fun and go on adventures and do it like all the things that a good fun person would do presented the opportunity and oh by the way the show sent us all home happy which is it could have been a very bleak i was reminded of uh, if anyone ever watched cashern sins like just like this just dark brooding everything's decaying the robots are dying the humans are dying <laughs> like we didn't get, no if they just dying. wrapped it all up they wrapped it all up they gave, sent everybody home happy they give everybody what they want and that's it and i don't know if you can ask for more in such a small package than that so i was i'm all for decadence um original of the year just fantastic same so that only leaves Best anime of 2020. And, yeah. You know, we've said a lot of things, a lot of nice things about a lot of uh, shows that we watched this year. But for me, the title of Best Anime of 2020 is the one that leaves me with the greatest impact, or I feel is um, succeeded on all the things it was trying to do. And, and most importantly, and this is my personal thing, leaves a lot of hope and excitement for the future. So... I'm going to just put my hand up and say, despite the fact that I gave Fire Force Season 2 the best sequel, and despite the fact that I said Decadence was the best original anime that I saw this year, my best anime of 2020 is actually going to go to Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, Oh, what? (laughs) Oh, Um, I was not expecting that. uh, Yes, and so I'm going to defend myself because there's a lot of recency bias um, that pops up. But here's my argument. Yeah, I was going to be like, yeah. There are a lot of things that shows have to do in order to be successful. And then there's also things that they have no control over as far as like timing and the mood of the anime watching community, the market, all that stuff, to also be um, uh, sustain themselves over the long term. Good shows can come about that just miss the window. Bad shows can come about that just happen to fit a certain itch. And it's easy to label the last cool thing you saw as the best thing. But it is my sincere belief, and I'm going to plant my flag on this, that much like My Hero Academia in 2000 and I believe uh, 16, maybe mm-hmm. 17, um, Jujutsu Kaisen is probably the one of the most important anime to come out this year. And I think it's important because in the field of like shonen action and all this stuff this is sort of a pillar that holds up a lot of the anime community in terms of grabbing attention and there's things that these series have to do from visuals to storytelling to character development to just straight up marketing that uh it's even the best show best written show best looking show it's just not necessarily going to hit i think jujutsu kaisen has managed in a short 
um, 12 episodes that we've gotten so far, or 11, yeah, 12 episodes this year so far, that it's established itself as um, the next big anime going forward um, to sit next to One Piece and to sit next to My Hero and to even sit next to shows that are ending like Attack on Titan and other things as, as really pulling along anime fandom. So while I don't think it is the best written thing that I saw this year, while I don't think that it's the most original thing, obviously being a, a manga adaptation rather than a full-on original story, I think that like it's probably the most important show that got released this year after Tower of God, but just for very different and much bigger reasons. So that's where I'm planting my flag. I love this series. I love this manga. I love seeing people react to it. I love seeing it grow. And, I, and I'm firmly certain that by the end of the next core, we will not have any question about what the most anticipated uh, show is going to be by the end of the next year. So that's where I'm planting my flag. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna... I would say I cannot agree with that. Or it's not that I can't agree with that. I cannot relate to that because I don't have that much of a connection to the show yet. Like, I really don't have that much of a connection to the characters. Like, we've been introduced to a lot of people, but we've really only gotten a lot of, like, Yuji and Gojo. So, like, as far as the ensemble cast, I'm not there yet. I know that it's probably going to get there, but I couldn't give it of the year just based off of this one curve for me. I gave mine the Tower of God. Excellent choice. As anime of the year. I And I did it based off of... And you know what? Jujutsu Kaisen also has this. But, you know, like my basic... Like, you know... What's gonna call it? The, the staples of a good anime for me. Which is like, you know, the music, the animation, and the story. And Tower of God literally annihilated all of it. Like, they... It, it's just... It's like, what's call it? It's like the toddlers like putting the fucking triangle block into the fucking circle. Like, <laughs> that's, they a great, put, that's a great analogy. Yeah, it's like some of these shows, it's like, okay, you're putting the circle in the triangle, boo-boo. That's not really going to work. Or like, okay, you're putting the circle in the square. You can force it in there, but, you know, it's not really, you know, it's not really meant to be there. And you got Tower of God where it's literally just like, oh, that baby is, you know, <laughs> knows what they're doing. Good job. Good job, boo-boo. Like they, they did it, and for it to be the first Crunchyroll exclusive, and for it to just come out the gate and being like this, and of course it is due to the source material being phenomenal, but for them to adapt it in the way that they have, and then for also what you've said several times again and again, for them to take that chance, because I'm an anime original, so the way that they did this with Rachel lit me up. Lit me the fuck up. I, when they went into the background, into what was going on with her the entire time, I lost it. I was yelling at my fucking computer screen. I couldn't, I couldn't take. I couldn't fucking take. But, but because of the way that it was presented, and I'm talking about music, animation, seiyus, like everything. It was just spot fucking on for so much of that. And I wanted to know more. Like, I kept thinking about that show, even after the show was over and while it was airing. It was just like, damn, this is the one show. This It was the first show in a very long time where I was like, I really need to go read this shit, like, ASAP. Like, I really, really need to. And I've stopped myself because, you know, I want to, you know, 
experience everything through the anime format but even with like my hero academia and like some of the other like popular shonen or like you list even like slime and shield hero i've never had the temptation to been like oh my god i love these shows i need to go read to see what the fuck happens like like no i no not at all but with tower of god i legit was like i i might have a problem if i don't know what happens yeah and i want to i want to support um the that choice also which is i think there's a very credible argument to be made that the success um of the choices that were made for tower of god may single-handedly prop up all of the future Crunchyroll originals for at least the next calendar year and may even Mm. be the reason why a lot of these more or less failed manhwa adaptations get a second look um or get renewed or whatever it is i don't know what their investment is right now but i do think that that tower of god being as good as it was on so many levels um was a it now stands as a much bigger achievement now that we see like what what else was done with similar resources yeah. and, and similar like hype and fandom? So I'm totally I'm totally behind that as an anime of the year. I think I went with Jujutsu Kaisen not necessarily because of what they have done so far, but what I'm confident uh, they will do and will be. But I, you know but what it's my, going that's to be. My bias. Um, yeah. I would have no problem giving it to it next year if, like, this second, based off of the second current, everything else that's coming out. Because even looking at everything else, it's like, I mean, I'm interested in what's going to happen for this fifth season of My Hero. But, the, I mean, as far as, like, right now, I'm still going to be primarily watching fucking Jujutsu Kaisen out the fucking ass because, holy shit, like, it's yeah. really, really good. It's just that... I don't have a grip on like you know the world or the story, or I don't have that connection. No, absolutely, quite yet. absolutely. And I and I again, I, I know that it's a, it's a it's a choice that would get a lot of flack, but it's well. It, I also it, made it a point to not choose it for a lot of my stuff because I do enjoy a lot of it. But I was like, oh, I don't want it to be a fucking Jujutsu Kai circle jerk. <laughs> so I was like, you know. Man, maybe you should like look for some other stuff. You know, like really think about it. So I have to, I have to be true to myself and what <laughs> what I what I enjoy most. And and you know, as a I read a lot. It's interesting you, you brought up that idea of like you know you you watch something and then you think, well, do I have the impetus to go read the source material, the manga, whatever other shit is associated with it? And you your position is no. Funnily enough, for things that I enjoy, I typically have the same reaction. But for things I kind of only moderately like i mm-hmm. that i will actually go and read because a lot of times i just want to know do they get to the point of you know something ah. or another. so that will usually be my impetus to like pick up and read more is just to save myself the annoyance of potentially having to watch through or wait through another season for something that's just not going to be that's not going to deliver but i also don't have the same uh worry or um uh, change of opinion when i get like spoiled on something because I still find that I enjoy things as much as I'd like to, even when I already know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. And that's different from person to person. So I certainly would not put that against anyone who felt differently and, you know, didn't want to read. But that said. All right. And I think that is it for 2020 anime superlatives. I guess that's right. what it's called, superlatives. I mean, we, we it's superlatives, and then one big, long, disappointing rant about whatever happened to God of High School and No Blast. Yeah, <laughs> and Listen, uh, no Soma Bless. season five. So sorry for No Bless. Did not give it any time of day after. And the first nor episode. nor should you really. 
Like, nah, no, no, no. But yeah, if you guys haven't already, make sure that you follow us on social media, Anime Savants on TikTok, Anime Savants on Instagram and YouTube, and then Anime underscore Savants on Twitter. Yep, and you can always catch me at Neural Handshake on Twitter, and uh, we will do our best to wrap up the season and look forward to the new season of God knows how many shows that we're not going to have enough time to watch. Yeah, Jesus Christ, it's going to be a fucking monster. Okay, bye. (laughs) Peace out.